When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Hello, listeners, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 280 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. On today's show, we are discussing tangible ways in which you and I can make the power of anticipation work for us. There is happiness to be found in looking forward to something. Maybe it's a vacation. Maybe it's a date. Maybe it's waiting for a package to arrive after you've bought something online. We have all felt the giddiness that comes with anticipating something desired. It turns out there are plenty of benefits to anticipation, and research has found that anticipation increases motivation, increases optimism, increases patience, and decreases irritability. There's also the fact here, too, that imagining and planning for good things in the future makes us feel better in the here and now. It's safe to say that we could all do with a bit more anticipation in our lives, right? Who doesn't want to be more optimistic and experience more motivation in their daily lives when they're doing their ho-hum daily tasks? (laughs) The question, though, becomes how? If you're like me, you don't have the funds or the free time to plan amazing vacations every few months to keep up your levels of anticipation. And because you are tuning into this show, a show about sustainable minimalism, I'm guessing that you would like to experience the benefits of anticipation without the online shopping and without the constant purchasing of a new thing and the constant refreshing of your browser to check updated tracking information. By the way, no judgment there. I've been there. I've been there more than a few times. But often we impulse buy because we're bored, right? Because we want to infuse a sense of excitement into our days. I believe, and I bet you believe too, that we can all do this by understanding anticipation in a deeper way. So that's what we're discussing today. I have four research-backed ways to harness the power of anticipation in your daily life without buying new stuff. So we're going to get right into number one. My first tip for you to have more anticipation in your life and therefore more optimism, more patience, more motivation, more focus, and less irritability is to know that mini thrills are just as beneficial as major thrills. Marketing professionals have sold us on the idea that thrills always come in the form of spending money. And it is assumed by many of us in this capitalist society that the more we spend on something, That means we're going to get more happiness enjoyment out of the purchase. 
But these assumptions are not backed by research. And in fact, if you listen to my episode on happiness, the opposite is often true. More spending leads to lower levels of happiness and lower levels of life satisfaction. Research has found, however, that anticipating small, delightful experiences, so many small, delightful experiences, can be as enjoyable as looking forward to one big event or one big purchase. So you don't have to go on a huge trip or buy an expensive thing. I'm thinking a boat. A boat comes to mind, a big expensive thing. But you don't have to go on a huge trip and you don't have to buy a boat and you don't have to spend a lot of money to experience the benefits of anticipation. I have been talking about my daily planner an awful lot lately on the show, and that's because I absolutely love it. I'll link to it in the show notes if you're interested. But there are different sections to my planner. You fill it out every day, and every day there's a place to list three things I'm grateful for. There's a place to jot down ideas on how I can best serve others during the day. There's a place to reflect after the day is over with regard to what went right and what went woefully wrong. (laughs) And for the purpose of this conversation, there's a little box to fill in each and every day in which I list one thing I am looking forward to. Every single day I do this. Research has found practicing gratitude is like strength training, lifting weights. It gets easier the more you do it, and that's because you get better at it the more you practice. You're strengthening the muscle, the gratitude muscle. You're retraining your brain to be grateful. And I think the same likely goes for anticipation. If you get in the habit of thinking about, or in my case, because I have this planner, writing down what I'm looking forward to every single day, you're essentially retraining your brain to live in that sweet spot of anticipation where you get all anticipation's benefits. So you live there every single day, even if there's nothing big, gigantic, expensive on the horizon. So that's tip one for you. Get in the habit of naming mini thrills that you have coming up. Remember that a mini thrill does not have to be a big purchase. Lots of mini thrills, lots of daily mini thrills add up to a big one. A mini thrill for me is going for a walk with my dog. That's a mini thrill. Now, if you have no mini thrills, if you genuinely are listening right now and are saying to yourself, Stephanie, what are you talking about? I have nothing to look forward to. Enter tip number two. My tip for you is to make up something to get excited about. Notice that I said make up something to get excited about. I did not say go online and buy something to get excited about. And that's because one of the tenets of minimalist living is also rooted in research, which is that experiences bring more happiness than stuff. Another way to say this is that money spent on doing tends to provide more enduring happiness than money spent on having. Whoa, mic drop, right? That's so powerful. I'm going to say that again. Money spent on doing tends to provide more enduring happiness than money spent on having. If you're in the habit of buying something fancy online and then checking the tracking updates every single day until it arrives because you're anticipating it, you're so giddy to own it. And again, no judgment. I've done it. I've done it a lot. Know that research has found that waiting for experiences tends to be more positive than waiting for possessions. 
So tip two is to make up something to get excited about. I'm going to explain this, but I'm going to explain it with a personal story. Hope you like my stories. My neighborhood, I live in an awesome neighborhood. I don't think my neighbors listen to this podcast, but if they did, they would agree with me. My neighbors, we get along with each other. We aren't just neighbors. We're also friends and our kids are friends and we don't wait around for some big event to get together. We make up excuses to get together. Hence tip number two, which is make up something to get excited about. In my neighborhood, I'm not joking when I say my neighbor wanted to hang out, so she created an Olympics party with prizes and games for the kids. Shout out to Kendall if you're listening. That was such a fun day. Having a fun run around the neighborhood on Thanksgiving morning and then following that up with Friendsgiving the next day. Renting a bouncy house and putting it in the backyard just because. So if there's nothing on the calendar to get excited about, make something up. This summer alone, on July 29th, there's a lasagna day. August 13th is left-handed day. Let's throw a party for people like me. Left-handed party. August 26th, dog appreciation day. When you're making up things to get excited about, you are remembering that you are in charge of curating your own life. We can wait for life to happen to us. We can be passive about it, or we can be active and curate and create the life that we want to live. Life is really what we make of it, such a platitude, but it's an enduring platitude because it's true. So make your life great, go big or go home, find things to get excited about. We'll be right back with tip three after a quick word from this week's sponsor. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items, and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high-quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game-changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch. They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. 
And we're back. We're on to tip three. But before we get to tip three, we are going to recap tips one and two about how to curate more anticipation in your life. We first discussed the importance of understanding mini thrills. Mini thrills add up to one major thrill. They're just as beneficial. And tip two is if you have nothing to get excited about, nothing to look forward to, you're going to make something up to get excited about. Now we're on to tip three, which is get in touch with your future self. Now before I explain what I mean here, I need to distinguish between aspirational selves and future selves. I've talked about aspirational selves before. Your aspirational self is the person you wish you were. Oftentimes we buy things in hopes that these purchases will bring us closer to the people we want to be, but for whatever reason, we just simply aren't. My aspirational self is an always put together mom who picks up her kids from school in a stylish yet somehow effortless outfit. I'm thinking jeans, a cute sweater, cute trendy boots. You get the picture, okay? That's my aspirational self. That's who I want to be. (laughs) But I've tried. I've tried to be effortlessly stylish to preschool pickup more than once. And it's just not who I am. I am a yoga pant wearing, grab my old running sneakers as I'm bolting out the door because I'm late for pickup type of mom. That's my real self. So your future self then is not aspirational. It's who you want to be and what you want to accomplish in 10 years. So in order for you To get in touch with your future self, you first have to get in touch with reality. You need to check your aspirational self at the door because back to my cute outfit wearing mom example, if I'm not wearing cute outfits for preschool pickup now, I'm likely not going to be wearing cute, effortless, trendy, stylish outfits for school pickup in 10 years. Probability is not on my side there. So know who you are right this minute and then follow that trajectory 10 years into the future. How do you want your life to look in 10 years? Again, root your future self in reality. And then don't forget to distinguish between what's essential versus what would simply be nice. Okay, this is really key. It would be nice for me to become fluent in another language in 10 years, but that's not essential for me personally. I don't see that becoming something that I'm going to prioritize. For me, my future self wants to run a marathon in three hours and 30 minutes. That's essential for me. And I know some of you are listening and thinking, you are such a freak, Stephanie. I know. (laughs) But I'm trying to drive the point home that what's essential for me, for one person at their core, can be and likely is completely different from another. So I know without a shadow of a doubt, my future self will be running a three-hour, 30-minute marathon. I want my future self to also write another book. I want my future self to have, so in 10 years, my eight-year-old will be 18. She will be spreading her wings and leaving our home. I want, in 10 years, my future self to have a daughter that has a boatload of happy memories from her childhood and a ton of knowledge and a good head on her shoulders and wisdom to lean on as she embarks on her own adult life. So in my future, three-hour, 30-minute marathon, another book happy and well-adjusted children. That's what I want my future to look like. So now here's the key. What can I be doing right now, 10 years earlier, to make that future reality? 
Can I break up my goals into smaller chunks to ensure that in 10 years I have run that 330 marathon, that I have written that other book, and that I do have at least a somewhat well-adjusted (laughs) 18-year-old? At the end of the day, my tip here for you is about knowing what you want. So again, getting in touch with your core, not your aspirational self, who you are, and going for it, making it happen breaking what seems insurmountable up into smaller chunks now. And here's the key, enjoying the journey of getting to where you want to be. So for some people, running is not enjoyable. For some people, writing is not enjoyable. But I love running and I love writing. So me spending every day of the next 10 years getting to where I want to be is enjoyable, hence the anticipation piece. Enjoy the journey of getting to where you want to be. My final tip for you today, tip four, is to remind yourself that anticipation is not the same as expectation. Anticipation is just a tool. Expectation can be the robber of joy. All right, so I have another quick little story for you. Last winter, my husband and I and our friends, we booked a long weekend ski trip with my daughters. A few other families were coming. I was really just so over the moon excited. I couldn't wait. I hadn't gotten that excited about something in a long time. My anticipation level was at an all-time high. I relished in that anticipation. I had also, though, very high expectations that my kids would be in ski school with their friends all day while the adults, we would ski our hearts out, do a lot of skiing, do a lot of apres skiing, then a little more skiing, etc. If you're a skier, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, reality set in quick. One family canceled at the last minute. My daughter refused to wear her snow pants so she couldn't go to ski school. And my long weekend was, this is not a joke, my long weekend was essentially spent sitting in a hotel room with my youngest daughter watching cartoons on repeat for just about three days. So what's my point here? My point is that you need to let anticipation be enough. That giddiness looking forward to something, let that be enough. If things don't go as planned, once the thing you're anticipating finally arrives, know that that's life. And you still received benefit and happiness and increased motivation and better focus even though things didn't go as planned. So let anticipation be enough. It's about living in the moment, letting the anticipation improve the quality of your present here and now. It's not about living in the future because the present moment is enough. So I've linked to all the research that I cited today on this week's show notes, if you'd like to dive a little bit deeper. I so hope I gave you some things to think about as you seek to get more joy out of your days. I will see you on Tuesday for your regularly scheduled interview. Reach out if you need me. Don't forget to rate, review, tell a friend. Thank you so much, and I'll see you soon.